So we're back and we're going to talk about debt consolidation and uh, debt collectors here. I brought in my wife, Dawn, who I don't deal with debt collections. I don't deal with, with debt consolidation. I make her deal with everything. And, and for us, we don't have to deal with that because we are much more responsible with money. But she's had to help out some friends of hers. She's had to help out some friends of mine pretending to be, you know, their significant other or even them at times. And she's been able to help talk people into lesser debt. So we're kind of going to go on that theme right now. So the first thing I'm going to hit is, is debt consolidation. And then we'll really talk about dealing with the debt collectors, which is the probably the bigger piece here. So if you're in debt and you're having problems making your payments, there's companies out there that will say, hey, come to us, bring us your bills, we'll consolidate your debt, we'll, we'll do the work for you and you can pay us and you know, this is something that'll help fix your issues. And if you're a non-confrontational person or you're somebody that doesn't like to make phone calls, these are options for you out there. Now, I'm somebody that does not like to make phone calls, I don't wanna deal with any of that stuff. I don't have to deal with a debt collections agency though because if I'm ever in that situation I just ask her to do it because she has absolutely no problem being straight to the point a little bit bitchy uh, push she does not honestly care she is going to find a way to make a deal that people can live with so what we're gonna do here is I'm not gonna use any names because I don't want to make anybody feel bad but I, I have a really good friend who, who got into some credit debt, about 20000 and he came up, and we were going to file bankruptcy for him. And when I looked at what he had, I, I didn't feel bankruptcy was the right option. I, I felt there were options here to cut the debt, and maybe we could negotiate with some of these bills. And that's really where debt collections come in, is, is can I negotiate with these bills and maybe get them for less or get some kind of payment plans, get the interest stopped. There, there's a whole host of options because at the end of the day, they just want to get money. So it's in their best interest to make some kind of deal with you to get money from you. So he came up and we started calling different credit creditors that he owed. So with him, he owed a lot of store credit cards. He had a Kohl's credit card that was 1200 bucks. He had a Sears credit card that was $4,600. He had a JCPenney's card that was like $2,000. He had a Target credit card. And what Dawn did was she sat there and, and she kind of picked the smaller ones first and said, okay, what can we do with this one right here? And First phone call she made was to Coles because he only owed $1,200. And what they did was they said, hey, we can cut that bill about 300 bucks if you pay us $330 for the next three months. We won't even take a bill for 30 days. And I don't know about any of you, but you know, if, if you're sitting there and you're in, in debt and you have to find a way to pay something, that, that's not a bad deal. They're gonna knock basically one payment off. And, you know, Don, talk, talk to that Kohl's bill a little bit. Well, that's definitely the point, though, is trying to figure out the smallest ones to start off with first and figuring out what it is that you, you know, can and can't do. What you need to do, though, before you make those calls is to have that honest conversation with yourself of what can you afford 
That way you're kind of ready to do those negotiations with the person that you're calling because if you just go in looking for them to give you the answers, it's not going to happen. Now, I don't go into the phone calls telling them what I can do because I also don't want to overdo what they could have maybe promised me or offered for me. But you have to have that honest talk with yourself of, okay, if I owe $1,200, you know, if I could get it down to 1000 or if I could get it down to 900 maybe this is workable. Once we did that, you know, you, you have to have those honest conversations with them like, I am broke. You, you're, you're just basically putting it out there, throwing them your mercy, you know, crying wolf, even though it's not really crying wolf, but you know, like really just saying, I, I, I need to, I, it's important to me to get this taken care of, but I'm broke. What can I do? And oftentimes they're very willing to work with you if they know that, you know, you're, you know, going to work back with them. Sometimes they want something up front, like they want the first payment, or they want your debit card um, number or your banking information, something solid that they can kind of lock on to. That way they, they know that you're not going to in two days, three days from now, change your mind and, you know, go back on the agreement that they made you. But we were able to get um, calls taken care of. Then we went through the rest of them and we said, okay, well, in this case, I mean, we were able to help Mike. Uh, we were able to help the person out. Sorry, that sucked. <laughs> we were able to help that person out. And not everybody's going to have somebody like that that can just go and pay those debts ahead of time where then you're going to turn around and pay your friend back or, you know, family member, bank, whatever. So it's just going in looking at your next bill and saying, okay, what can I do with this one? You don't want to get defaulted on any of your bills if you can, because obviously you're not going to fix your problems if, you know, you've paid one off, but the rest of them are getting past you. So still pay something. Even if you're reaching out to your credit card companies and saying, I have no money. I realize this is what I owe, but you know, what's the minimum that we can do, even if you're freezing my account, even if you're, you know, lowering the interest, you know, have those honest conversations with them, trying to figure out what they can do. I had a medical bill. I had a, um, a surgery that I had to have done. The insurance that David and I have, um, we have where we pay for everything up front until we hit our certain threshold and then they cover our bills. So my surgery was very, very expensive. I called them and I said, okay, what if I paid this all up front right now? Is there any kind of early cash discount that I can receive? At first she was like, no. And I'm like, well, then I have no reason to pay you up front and I have no reason to pay this off. I guess I'll pay you a dollar a month until it's done. She kind of thought I was being sarcastic, but my answer was no. If, if you're going to work with me, I'll work with you. But if not, it's not going to be my top priority, especially in times like this when, you know, there's not a lot of money coming in. Now, would we have really paid her a dollar at a time? No, but... I mean, it has to be important for both of us. They ended up working it out where they took, I don't remember how much off. But it took about $400 Yeah, off. they took like $400 off. So I mean, it ends up being a discount for me. Yeah, I had to have that money to pay them right then, but I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have made that phone call if that wasn't something I was prepared to do anyhow. And sometimes even if you can't pay it up in full, but you say, you know, hey, if I was able to make this in the next three payments, or if I was able to make this in the next four, you know, can you offer me some kind of discounts? I always tell David every time we have to make a call on anything, even when the business had to get closed and I started calling around on our um, different debts, I'm like, well, what source is going to happen? I'm in the same situation I am right now. If I call and they offer me nothing, whereas if I just ignore it and I, you know, don't make that call, I'm going to get further behind. So and going back to the example of, you know, the person we helped, which is not on this, no. this call here, if, you know. If you're lucky and you heard a name. Sorry. Um, 
<laughs> so, you know, she was able to work out with Cole, say a $1,200 bill. We were able to get it down to, I think it was 990. He didn't have that money to pay right away. So I, I said, you know what? You're one of my best friends. I know you're good for it. I'll go ahead and give them my account number and they can just pull up from my account and you're going to pay me instead. And instead of a 20% interest with Kohl's or 28 or whatever it was, I charged him 4% interest because that's what I was losing from my bank. So we set that up. You didn't have to pay for 30 days. You know, she made a couple other phone calls. She ended up getting to Sears who he told me, you know, right all along Sears, he owed about $4,300 to when the guy's, the debt collector's name was Charlie and Charlie was a dick and treated him like he was an idiot. And he hated dealing with Charlie. And I, I heard Dawn on the phone and you know, these type of calls caused me great anxiety. So I, I was literally walking out the door and coming back in. And, and I finally heard him at one point say something to the effect of, well, we'll take $3,500. And I literally threw the checkbook at her and I said, pay it, pay it now, get done with this. So, because he had a really good friend, which sometimes you have to find a good friend or a good family member if, if they know you're good for it to help you out. He was able to pay almost $20,000 in debt, pay it off in 18 months. That's, that's huge. He paid me off, didn't have an issue doing it, saved a ton of money by doing it. And one thing you have to look at when you're paying those bills is they could come back. So Sears could have come back and said, you know what, we settled this bill for $1,100 less than what it was, so that's $1,100 in income that you make. And that could get attached to your taxes, which technically, you know, you didn't make that money, but you didn't have to pay it back, so that could be counted as income for you. So these are things, you know, when you're negotiating to pay attention to and, and understand that that's definitely an option. Um, I don't know if any of the other three of you have any debt collections tips. If you do, please, you know, jump in and because Dawn and I have a lot and we're going to continue to talk about them, but I don't want to monopolize the time either. So, Nick? Yeah, no, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm a very honest person. So, when my wife and I were dating, I mean, we've been married almost 10 years, uh, but, you know, just before that, right, I mean, before when we were dating, we talked about what are we going to do when we get married? So then, you know, uh, finances comes up and come to find out my wife had some, some credit card debt, right? She opened just like your, your friend. Uh, you know, I, she opened a, a case card, right? Which is jewelry. Um, and she had some debt from that and she, she opened the Victoria's secret account, um, and had some debt from that. And just, you know, I just, you know, I, we, I asked why she didn't pay it, you know, and then there was just really no, no excuse. Um, you know, it was just, oh, I, I, I forgot or I had to give money to somebody else or something. There's always, there's always a reason. But, um, you know, when, when I helped her get out of that, we, we had moved into filing taxes and, and I helped her with her taxes. And guess what? She got a refund. So at that point, what happened was we did the exact same thing that Dawn did, right? I mean, we, we called these companies and, and she had a little bit of tax money. She didn't have too much on these credit cards, fortunately for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, we called them. We're like, hey, you know, we're ready to pay these things off. What kind of a discount? And they're like, oh, if you're going to pay it off, no big deal. And we're like, no, no, we'll only pay it off if we get a discount. Um, and, right, my, my wife is so non-confrontational. 
um, and and except for with me, she'll. But that's a different story. But you know, so when it comes to debt collections, right? Like I got on the phone and was like, hey, you know, this is this is my my future wife. Um, what kind of a discount? Because I've done it with you know um, medical bills, just like you guys. So I, I call and or right, hey, we have you know, if you give me a discount anything, you know, we'll, we'll pay it right now. And so usually I get 10, 20%. We paid it off. We paid off the two cards that she had and, and uh, start rebuild of credit. Um, you know, but we, I say I'm like David, right? I, I loan money more than I should sometimes. Um, I have, you know, I'll, I'll go buy a car and sell it to people on payments. Um, you know, I've, I've done that a few times because, you know, they'll, the, I get, I'm cheaper, right? And I know that I know I know where they work and where they live. I can hold them more accountable than a person the You know, you have no feelings for a person. But you know, so if you, if you don't have if you don't have a David or a Nick, right? Um, if you own a house, we talked about it a little bit. Um, I've I helped a guy I helped a guy I work with, right? He him and his wife got uh, I want to say twenty five thousand dollars in credit card debt, right? And they were, their monthly payments, you know, and they had a few credit cards and, and they're like, oh, this is getting ridiculous, high interest. I was like, you know, look at a home equity line of credit, right? You're at, you're at a small percent. So they actually, instead of doing a HELOC, they actually did a complete cash out refinance, paid their credit cards off, and their monthly payment on their house for 30 years went up. And it's not, I mean, you know, so have a whole new thing that they're to pay for it, but they, you know, they got out of it and they could, they could pay these things off and give them a whole new breath. And, you know, but before that, I'm sure I sat down with them and said, Hey, look, you know, make sure you don't do this again. Like make sure you have things set up that you're, that you're not going to fail yourself. You know, they opened up, you know, I want to say they were paying, I want to guess $500 a month in their minimum payments. And then because of their cash on refi, they ended up opening up 300 extra dollars a month. And I was like, don't, don't get used to paying that, right? Like overpaying your house. Don't, don't go back into these credit cards. Um, for you people, chop them up, right? I mean, you guys are, are known to not be responsible with a credit card. Don't open it. Don't do it. Um, so, you know, I try to, I, I can only do my best to, to try to get them to, you know, give, give them and, and help out, you know, get rid of some debt and, and at a cheaper rate. So, um, you know, it, it's tough to watch your friends and family struggle. Um, but I know, I know myself, right. I only lend, I only lend once if, if you, if you don't keep your promise. Um, and you know, I'm usually the guy that you want to keep around <laughs> so, um, to help you in, ca in case something happens. So, um, well, and you had talked about debts consolidating companies. Yeah, they're out there. But the problem is they are going to be making money on the back end as well. So let's just say they are able to negotiate $400 off of your credit card. They're going to tell you they were able to negotiate $300 because of course they're making something on the back end. Yes, I was not that friend's fiance. However, the credit card companies had no clue. Once you give somebody else permission to talk for you, which a lot of times it's just you telling the credit card company or debt, you know, company that you give permission to talk to so-and-so, they will talk to that person. They might not make any adjustments and they might not go into any agreements without saying, okay, here's what we came up with. Do you agree with this? But if you don't have, you know, somebody in your life that can just give you that money, don't, 
if you can avoid it, try not to use a debt consolidating company. Ask a friend that you know is tenacious and, you know, kind of a go-getter and, you know, will help you do that work. Yes, it means you're going to have to expose yourself and your friends, you're going to have to be vulnerable and you're going to have to be honest and you're going to have to, you know, tell a friend that, you know, you're struggling. But at the same time, I mean, a real good friend might be willing to do those things for you. And then I didn't, we didn't charge. I mean, you said like, you know, we got the 4%, but that's because that's what we would have lost in our account. But the 4% that we charged was so minimal compared to what a company would have charged. Companies work, they really do. But if you have somebody else, why lose more money, you know, to get it taken care of when your ultimate goal is to try and pay off your debt? I would agree with that. Like, um, you know, but I say, and, and if you, you know, the best thing is just to, to get it taken care of, right? I mean, to stop building up that interest. Once you make those calls, those interests kind of stop, um, you know, but you have to, you have to make your payments to these people, right? You have to, if, if this person we're talking about didn't make that $330 payment, right? That, that deal's off the table. Now, now they're charging you interest and you have that extra $330 payment at the end, plus the interest of whatever. So, um, right. The biggest thing is, 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 be honest and uh, be honest with yourself. Can you can you keep your your word um, to pay to pay that bill? Uh, I, I think I think finding you know finding somebody if you have somebody right that's great. Um, I can't say I can't say reach out to David and I because you know we're not going to do that for ninety nine point nine percent of people out there. Um, you know you can you can. Uh, we, we brought it up in one of our other videos, right? If you have debt consolidation and, and you're going to want to do that, go on to, uh, uh, David, what's that thing you fund? Um, Prosper. Prosper. Yeah, go on to Prosper. Get a, get a loan, right? Have, have a little lump sum of cash and pay off pay off these debts. Um, you know, if, they're, if they are credit cards and they're not in collections yet, right, there's a small chance I mean, there's a small chance that you can take all of those, get one credit card with zero percent interest and no no transfer fees, and you could try to try to swing that over there and you know get get into paying those, right? You don't want to find yourself looping into those, you know, year after year. But right, if if you have that small ounce of hope to to get you to go, look for look for those types of options and that's what we want to give you is is things that you can do to just help you along the way well and you know i i can honestly say that that is not the only example that we can tap into of when we pretended to be people we weren't when i used to work in the office i remember you know one of my friends in the office came to me and said you need to be so-and-so's husband and I wasn't sure what she was talking about. So I go to so-and-so and I'm, I'm like, what, is, what are we talking, what do you mean I have to be your husband? And she goes, well, my husband doesn't know I have this credit card and I've kind of defaulted on it. So I need you to, you know, be my husband because it's technically in his name. So mind you, I don't know the husband and I don't really know the person, but okay, fine. So I went and I, you know, made the phone call and, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever this person's name is, which the funny thing is she didn't even give me enough information to talk to them because I didn't have a, I didn't know what my social security was for at least a minute. I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, my social, what is that again? But, you know, end of the day, I was able to work out payments for her that she could make. And because I really had no 
horse in the race, it didn't bother me to make that call. You know, there was a little bit of anxiety, but for the most part, I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. And it was able to get to a point where she was like, yeah, I can, I can do those payments. He won't know about it. I won't get in trouble. And I was like, all right, fine. And I know you've had friends that you pretended to be, which yeah, again, no names. I'm pretending to be that person. I'm not really sure I would suggest pretending to be somebody else because that opens up a whole different can of worms, but it worked in your situation. But yes, I have a friend who was, you know, past doing her debt and she, you know, what she's very much like David in that case that she didn't feel comfortable making those calls. So she gave me permission while she sat there to be her. You know, she gave me her social, she gave me her birthday, all the information that they would have asked. And I acted as her to get those down because in her case, she didn't feel like I could be a fiance or, I mean, not that women couldn't be a fiance for a woman, but she just, she didn't want to take that chance. So she let me be her. Yeah. One thing, one thing I want to be clear about, um, you know, none of this is illegal when you're making a payment. Um, so basically if you're the person calling, right? So let's say David has debt and he says, Nick, I need your help. What he's doing um, legally is what's called, is what's called a limited power of attorney, right? So there's a document that's supposed to be signed that offers me to limited, you know, on this situation specific, I get to be his power of attorney for this situation only. Um, you know, when it comes to using other names, I'm not sure about that. I know I'm supposed to act as me on power of attorney and things like that. Probably um, illegal, but you know. But you know. If I, I say, you know, but, but no, this is a legal thing. It, it's, you know, uh, when you go, you know, I just dealt with it yesterday. When you go buy a car, um, the place that you buy it from, right? You fill out the application and, and then the car lot has you sign a, a paper that says limited power of attorney to, to take your finances and give it to the bank, right? So that way you're not having to deal with these, you know, if you go to a car lot. So it's, it's, it's a legal thing. You're giving the car lot limited power of attorney for this specific situation to, to act on your behalf to, to give you the loan. Um, in our situation, right? Um, if you guys are worried about legal things, right? Sign, sign a paper between the two of you as you're sitting at the table with the, the phone on speaker and, and say, hey, you know, this is, this is Nick. He, he has legal power of attorney to deal with this situation for my credit card. And then, right, or Dawn, you know, have at it. We're going to rip into you. Because, you know, as you were saying for your friend on the Sears one, they, they, knew, um, they knew the name of this guy. He was a jerk. Credit card companies are going to use really, in my opinion, shady scam ways to get you to pay. They're going to, they're going to make you feel horrible, make you feel like you're the worst person in the world. And that's not something anybody should ever feel like in this world. Right. I mean, yes, you're the one that put your name out there saying you'll pay it, but you know, things happen and stuff like that. Right. I mean, we, we have, it doesn't matter what the, what the situation is, but there, there's options to get through it and you can do it legal legally. Um, you know, I say nobody's ever come to me and said, Hey, let me see your power of attorney paperwork before I talk to you while dealing with a debt collection. Right. Um, but if you're the kind of person that worries about it, you know, if we, if you call a company right to do this, that we've been talking about, um, they're going to, they're going to send you an email and say, Hey, we need you to sign off on this so we can take care of this situation because you have to give them, you know, power of attorney of your life to, to handle the situation. So, um, I, I just want to be clear about that, really. Uh, you know, none of this, if you have to act as somebody 
you know, it, it, it play the game, I guess. It, it's not illegal as long as, right, your power, you know, you're the power of attorney. doesn't matter. I could be the duke of someplace. It doesn't matter who I, who I want to be, so. Well, those are, those are great points. So, you know, a lot of the things we learned were really through trial and error. So, you know, Don and I learned how, how to file bankruptcy because we were dead ass broke and we filed bankruptcy. And the thing we learned, you know, this was what, back in 2002 we filed. Mm -hmm. So we're talking 18 years ago. What we learned was when you went to a bankruptcy lawyer at the time, they wanted you to pay them a thousand dollars to tell them to tell you, you you were broke and you had no money. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And he goes, and you're going to lose everything because you're broke and you have no money. And we kept looking at him going, well, how do you want a thousand dollars from us then? Because we're broke and we have no money. So, so Don and I looked into it and we're like, I think we can do this without a lawyer. So we ended up filing bankruptcy on our own, no lawyer. We downloaded all the forms. We filled everything out. We went to court and there were probably three or four people represented by the lawyer we saw, but that guy never showed up. He just sent, you know, his legal aides. Correct. And the judge, in all honesty, was kind of a dick to everybody except for us. He was great with us. He looked at our stuff. He goes, yep, you guys screwed up. You shouldn't have done this. And you can leave here and we're, and we're done. I turned around and, and helped another coworker file bankruptcy after that because, you know, I've already been through it. So I know what I'm doing. It was a couple of years later. And, you know, that's why, you know, when I had a friend that was looking at it, I'm like, yeah, we can do this for you. You don't need to go to anybody. You don't need to pay anything extra. It, it was all trial and error of these were the issues that were out there and these are the things you can do now. So if I could tag off that for a second. While we were in court, we had actually tried to work on one of our debts and I'm not suggesting only paying a dollar to your creditor because obviously, you know, you could probably afford more than that. But sometimes, you know, making any payment is better than making no payment. Um, so if you try and make those phone calls to them and they're not willing to work with you and, you know, but you still want to make some payments on it, but you send them something, it still counts as you making an effort towards that bill. One of our bills, we had been paying small amounts, um, very, very small, um, smack in the face, probably $5 amounts, but like literally we had nothing, but we wanted to make something. Um, it got to the point where for whatever reason, probably because they didn't want to accept said payment, they started sending the checks back and we were like, Okay. We get to court and we started talking about each one of the debts and they got to that one and we brought it up. We were like, we have sent them payments. They have sent it back. I understand that it's not the dollar amount that they were looking for, but we're broke. We didn't have the dollar amount that they need. They weren't willing to work with us, but we wanted to you know, pay on some of our debt. The judge point blank looked at it and said, well, you tried paying on it. They sent it back. I guess you don't know that debt and they voted off. So I'm not suggesting, you know, to, you know, just, be that person and pay a small dollar amount. But if you make those phone calls and they're not willing to work with you, then, you know, ask them at bare minimum to then not really close your account, but to freeze it. So everything kind of stops there. It's like, it's pending on your accounts. Your account will no longer receive any additional interest. You can't charge anything on it, but you're not also going to receive um, any additional fees and then pay them what you can. And 
as long as you're making payments, you're still making effort towards that bill. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. That's a great point. You know, asking to freeze the account so that way it doesn't keep getting interest. Um, I can't guarantee it's going to work, but it's the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've had the, I've had the same story told to me from, from, I mean, different people, uh, a friend of mine, uh, husband got, got cancer, literally racked up like a $1.2 million bill. They, she made, you know, she, he ended up passing all the everything and, you know, they tried to garnish wages and she had been making small payments, um, gets in front of the judge and the judge goes, you know, the, the, the lawyer for the, for the medical company was, was, you know, not so nice. And the, the judge goes, all right, I'll tell you what you can garnish for the rest of, you know, for, for the next hundred and something years, you get $1 a week. So out of her paycheck, she loses a dollar a week because Right. I mean, this judge was like, nope, she, you know, she, you, you can't expect somebody who makes $20,000 a year to, to pay you 1.2 million on the spot. Like it's not going to happen. Um, so, you know, there's stories like that that happen. The biggest key though is the attempt, right? If you're attempting to better your life and you're attempting to not screw somebody over right fully, you know, nobody, nobody intends to not pay anybody. I, I firmly believe, right. Um, you know, but it, it just make sure, make sure, you know, you're, you're doing your best. Um, and, and, you know, start, start with your small debts and then work from there because they're easier to negotiate. So. Well, and that's one of the big things you look at with debts is if you can take and pay the smaller debts off, you can roll that payment into the next one. So, Let's say I have four credit cards and I owe two, four, six, eight hundred, you know, on those four credit cards. If I can pay that two hundred dollar credit card off, now I can roll that payment I was paying on that two hundred dollar one into the four hundred dollar one. And when I get that one paid off, I can roll it into the next one. You still have to pay a little bit on everything. But the more you can roll, the more you can pay off quicker. Sure. What did you have done? That's probably not for this conversation, but it started talking about like not having the friend. And I know that everybody seems to want to go to like the GoFundMe's nowadays. What some people don't realize on GoFundMe is that if you don't hit a certain thresholds of whatever you set for your um, goal, sometimes those are just refunded back to the people that try and help you. Or if you do hit your goal, there are fees that GoFundMe will um, take out of that amount. So if your goal say is $5,000 because there was a death in the family or whatever reason you had to get, you know, whatever reason for that $5,000, you're not getting that $5,000. You're getting the amount minus the fees. I have a friend that I went to school with who has recently passed away. And I saw that they have a GoFundMe type account set up for her. And I instantly was going to like, Hey guys, if there's another way to do this, even if it's like people sending you PayPal or, you know, like let's try and find a different way. This group, um, there's a website called support full.com so s-u-p-p-o-r-t-f-u-l.com uh, it point blank says on here that there are no fees there are no um ways to do it so if you do start getting on where you're like okay i need to pay off this debt but i don't have a david i don't have a nick i don't have people i'll just set up a gofundme please look into other ways because you're going to lose more money that way where supportful point blank says that there are no fees for this whatsoever just throwing it out there real quick. Sorry. Sure. Let me say, I, I think, um, 
you know, you know, collections, collections people, you know, they're sometimes hard with, right? I mean, they're, they're not going to be your, your best friend, right? Uh, not always going to talk to you. Sometimes, some of them are going to try to treat you like best friends and say that they're there for you, right? You have to understand that these people have a job, you know, just as much as everybody has a job, right? Your job is to to do your, whatever specifically you do to the best of your ability. And theirs is to try to get 100% of their money. So, um, or what, you know, and it's 100% of whatever they can. Um, you know, it, it never, you know, we, we say it all the time, it never hurts to ask. You know, I've, I've gotten so many deals because I, I ask, right? I just heard a story today. I was looking at another house and uh, my, my buddy said he has a, a friend who, Every time he goes looks at a deal, he, he tries to ask for twenty thousand dollars off whatever they're asking instantly, and he he's done it you know so many times. And this he his last deal he literally hit it. The per, the person took twenty thousand off just because, and then it needed a roof, it needed other things, so he started adding those. And he's like, all right, so this is my new minimum, or my sorry my new max. And then let's take off the roof, let's take off the the drywall that needs fixed, let's take off this. And the people were like, yep, that's fine. We see it as completely fair. And, you know, so it's no matter what you're buying, right? Like or what you're paying for, there's always, always negotiations. So. Yeah, those are, those are really great points. And, you know, when, when we're looking at this stuff, your, your best bet is trying to negotiate something out so that it, it still puts you in an advantageous situation. So you know, if, if you owe a thousand and you really don't have that, let's talk it down. So, you know, it's, it's more in the realm of what you have. Um, people screw up people all the time. They, they make mistakes and that's how you learn. But the ability to get, you know, work that mistake out to, to put yourself back in an okay situation and, and, still be able to support your family. That's, that's the important part here. So, you know, when, when you're dealing with these creditors, which, you know, like Nick said, a lot of them are going to call you and, and treat you like you're a deadbeat and you don't care about these debts. That's not necessarily true, which is one of the reasons I won't deal with them because all I'm going to do is curse them out and hang up a phone. Whereas, you know, Don's going to, at least talk to them and try to work something out. Yeah. I think most, you know, most debts don't come from people wanting it, right? I mean, we're in a great situation right now to to prove things that nobody nobody knew was coming, right? COVID, COVID literally shut down so much. People don't have jobs. Nobody knew that they weren't going to have that same weekly income or monthly income. Right. So now, I mean, people are behind. I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing that happens. Nobody suspected it to happen. Right. Um, but it did. And so now here's some time to that. You, you might have to negotiate some of these, some of these debts. You, you know, you might've had a credit card where your, your minimum payment was, was up there. You know, ask for, ask for that opportunity, you know, to, to again, freeze the account and say, Hey, I don't, I don't want my credit open anymore. I, I'm willing to stop it. I, I want it froze. I don't want any more interest. Let, you know, I'm gonna make monthly payments. Let, let's, you know, and let's see what we can do. You know, if you're getting if you're getting unemployment and you have the opportunity to have extra money for it, pay, you know, pay pay what you say you're gonna pay, right? Again, it goes back to the, you know, I only I only lend one 
or once to somebody that you know messes me over right like you 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 messed up and, and that happens right but now you're having a second chance and a second opportunity this is the one you have to you have to nail down so um you know i i think that's a big key well, and as much as they're going to treat you like crap or not talk, or not talk to you like the way a friend would, or they're going to make you feel very small, and as much as that's their job, there are FDCA rules that they have to follow. And knowing what those FDCA rules are are very important because, no, they do not have the right to call you three, four, five times a day if they've always spoke with you once. If they've spoke with you, that is the only time that they're supposed to talk to you, and they're not supposed to call again for seven days, regardless of what you've discussed with them. FDIC, sorry, not FDCA, FDIC. Um, but I mean, there are certain rules that they have to follow. So preparing, you, you've, you've earned the debt, you've you know, uh, made those purchases, now it's your job to kind of educate yourself on how do you get out of it if they're not willing to work with you? What are your rights? What can you do? That way when they start harassing you and they're not working with you, you can come back and say, you know what? You're breaking the rules now too. You, you, you don't have the right to call me anymore here's what I'm going to do. And then you leave it there. So you don't have to take the abuse. Um, you don't have to be treated like crap. You already feel bad enough as it is. You already are not happy with yourself for whatever reason getting in that debt, whether like Nick said, whether it's because of COVID has, you know, changed your income or because, you know, whatever you feel bad enough. Don't let them make you feel worse than what they are. Um, educate yourself too. I'm gonna get the phone. Well, you know, FDIC has a lot of information out there. Federal Trade Commission has a lot of information out there. Great resources to use. Um, another resource I love, there's a documentary out there called Maxed Out, which is all on credit card debt and how collections works. Great resource to watch and learn how some of these things work and, you know, how predatory some of these cards or, even collections agencies can be, <clears throat> they're not necessarily your friend. I mean, you know, Mike's a great example. If he came to me and he said, hey, I need to borrow 500 bucks, I'm his friend. You know, if I have 500 bucks, I can say, hey, yeah, I got 500 bucks. Here you go, pay it back when you can. They're not your friend. They're not loaning you $500 because they like you. They're loaning you $500 because they're gonna make $650 back on you. That's what you have to look at. You have to be smart about these things. If you're not, you're going to get taken advantage of. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, Nick and I talk about all the time. How do you find ways to take advantage of the system, not necessarily let the system take advantage of you? You know, I, t I talked in the last episode, you know, when Mike was getting divorced, him and I sat down and looked at his, his bills and I, and I made some suggestions, here are things I would do, you know, these are accounts I would look at, because at that point in time, I wanted him to be able to say, hey, I can take advantage of these things that are out there and make it work for me instead of, you know, me working for those. And that's really what you want to do is, is how can this benefit me in some way? Because there's no bank out there that, that cares about you. They only care about their bottom line. And if anything shows that at this point, it's, it's the COVID crisis because, yeah, you might find that your mortgage is more willing to work with you because they have, you know, 800 other mortgages that are sitting there going, I don't know how to pay the, you know, the bills, so you're just not getting money this month. They're not sitting there going, well, I, you know, I really care about Nick, so Nick, if 
you're going to be 15 days late. That's okay. It's, it's not a big deal. We'll figure that out. Yeah, and then they say, and that's, you know, that's a thing to look at, right? They're always going to, they're, they're, they're a bit, they're a business that's established. They've been around, they, they, they've done it all. They've seen it all, right? They, they know everything. So um, right now, if you have a mass amount of people that aren't going to follow the same rules, I mean, that's when they have to change their, their ways. And that's when, you know, usually you catch a, a bigger break and, and um, you know, I, I know, I know back in the 08 crash, right? I mean, companies were trying to help you refinance, you know, I mean, at lower rates, you know, back then interest rates were, were much higher than they are now, much, much higher. So, right, you know, and, and then they started going down, like, hey, well, can, can you make this payment? Can you make this payment? What, what, you know, do you, you still have a job, you have this, but you can't make, okay, so, and they just lock you in for less money a month. I mean, they're still going to make money. It's just not as much as they thought they were going to make. They're still making money, right? Um, the, the goal for these businesses are to make money. Um, David and I have a goal to make money off of them. <laughs> so, you know, we, uh, you know, we, 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 we try to use, you know, we try to use everything, uh, to our advantage to, to stop, to stop people from taking, uh, you know, so much money from other people that you've worked hard for, um, Really, you know, I say no, nobody, nobody wants to see anybody struggle. Um, and we all, we all, we all like to have those things, uh, tools, tools for us to get through it. Do you have anything to add in here, Mike? Because I mean, obviously, this was more geared towards stuff that Don and I do, but you know, I don't want to leave you out. You brought up, I think, a good point of, you know, my divorce, and when I went through that. I mean, our debt was quite high. Um, and like I said, David mentioned that he and I talked a lot. You know, he gave me some suggestions and one of them was, you know, and I was living with my parents the first few months after we separated and everything. When I finally realized I wanted to live on my own, I basically took the reins and I was like, okay, how much do we owe? How much are we gonna have to pay? You know, what is our, that going to be you know because once that happened we knew we had to split whatever the debt was that was accrued during our marriage and we figured that out and that's when Dave and I talked and you know we looked at the numbers and you know I took out a loan pretty much immediately from Prosper to cover my half and I basically got that got everything written in stone with the court of how much I would owe got that amount out immediately paid that bill to my ex-wife and said, you know, I'm washing my hands of our debt. You know, it's all in your hands now. This is my half of it. And then from that point on, I was able to find, you know, a couple of credit unions that gave me good percentage rates on um, bank accounts and stuff like that, as long as I did direct deposit and so many transactions a week and was able to really just recover from that I've already paid off that prosper loan. You know, my credit score has soared in the past like three years, the point where I'm now in, in the excellent credit range and probably five years ago, I might've even been in poor. That's just cause I took a lot of things and you know, figured out what I could afford, paid what I could afford, you know, didn't get a loan out for more than I could afford, was smart with my credit cards 
you know, didn't make a major debt, made sure I could pay out or if I knew I was going to, I was smart about when I would make a large transaction, knowing if I had like a tax return or a bonus from work coming, you know, so I could pay off that large um, payment that next time that a bill was due. Well, I remember yeah. you, you getting a new car, but it took you a long time to go get a new car. Yes. You really shopped around. You looked for the best deal you could find, and you waited until you knew you were financially at a, at a point where you could say, okay, this is something I really can afford now. Yes. So earlier I called it the FDCA, and then it was corrected to FDIC. In case any of you are looking at your, what your rights are, I want to make sure that I um, do a correction on this. Um, so that you're not getting lost trying to find the information. It's actually FDCPA. It's the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. I was uh, missing the P in there. It's FDCPA, not FDIC. Um, but if you look up the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, it will tell you what your rights are, what their rights are, what you can do, what you can't do. So if you are having to make those phone calls and maybe you're not, you know, as strong and dedicated on, you know, like uh, not dedicated, strong and forceful or whatever and you want to educate yourself that's a good place to try and look yeah as always you know nick and i we're going to post this and and we're going to try our best to put our email addresses in the the links and please reach out to us we we love to share knowledge you know it's the reason Hummer gets on this because he wants to learn more financial stuff it's the reason mike gets on this because he wants to learn more financial stuff we don't know everything, but, you know, the more we can share, the more, you know, we can all learn together. Sure. I think that's the biggest key is, is willingness to learn. And, and, you know, I think we, you know, every time we do these things, we get some feedback from friends or family or random people and then we learn new things. You know, I mean, the, the, the post, the post from last episode, you know, uh, for the credit cards, right. It was somebody from, Australia. We went and did research about Australia credit cards, right? I mean, we're, we're willing to, you know, we, we have a passion for finances. We have a passion for helping people, um, you know, so that it's, it's a big thing to us. Um, again, like always say, we ask if you guys can help us out, like subscribe to the, to the channel, like the video. We want to, we want to keep reaching as many people as possible and getting as many questions as possible. So. Yeah, I think the questions, you know, make the shows flow a little better because instead of us just rattling on what we think you might want to hear about, we get the opportunity to talk about things you actually technically want to hear about. So, you know, like us, subscribe to us, send us to your friends, tell people about it, you know, whatever you got to do, because we're here to share the knowledge. And that's really what it's about is sharing the knowledge, you know, so that we can all hopefully make more money and, and be in a better situation than what people are in now. So, all right, like always, cheers. Have a good night. Good to see all you guys, and we'll uh, we'll post this up in the next 24 hours or so, and and we'll be back with you next Tuesday. So, I'm going to go ahead and hit stop right now.